Hello, Fight fans, and welcome to the Hollywood Brunettes Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Matt, the store brand Keanu. Alongside me is my tag team partner, the Danimal. How's it going, Matty? All right, who you watching lately, Danimal? Top three. All right, so first one I'm going with, it's kind of a culmination. It's, well, it's AEW, so of course, a faction is involved. Shocking. And that would be Team Taz. I'm really, one, I think, like, Taz has an amazing, like, level of on the mic, like, as he's doing the commentary, just totally the bias, like, Jerry the King kind of, like, you know, they do, they just jump Adam Page before the match, and Taz is just like, no, nah, man, that's strategy, that's how you gotta do it in wrestling, it's like, no, you're just cheating, but <laughs> with that, Brian Cage, um, after he beat Hangman uh, two weeks ago, yeah, it was an impressive match. He's an impressive looking dude. Um, and I'm just kind of intrigued to see where they go with it because, you know, it seems like Kenny's kind of tied up, but Hangman Page was the the number one contender. So are they going to draw this out a little bit? Or are we going to get more Page? And uh, yeah, I just think that that's kind of a, that's, I think Cage is an interesting guy. I mean, and ever since I saw him do the the suplex up the staircase. Yeah. Um, I've, I've just been pretty thoroughly impressed with him as like a physical dude. And then they kind of had the like cage and some descent from team Taz earlier. So I just think storyline wise, it's, it's intriguing. And I think that uh, just performer wise, I think Brian cage is a pretty, pretty impressive dude. And it's always kind of fun to see, especially in AEW where you don't have a lot of powerhouses with someone who's just, I mean, he'd be a wow guy in WWE. So He's he's a giant in uh, in AEW, so I'm excited to see where that goes. I think Swolverine too is a supremely underrated nickname. Oh my as gosh, well. I had not heard that, and that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, just like if he hadn't already been to the top of my list, I would have bumped whoever was. Because oh, I'm all in. I got one that I'm pretty certain is going to win a championship here very soon, and that's uh, Doctor Britt Baker. Oh man, D M D. I think that yeah, it watching now when she she's on it just is so apparent that she's just got that down like the the persona she is she has spent the requisite amount of time in front of the mirror although like guys like the rock used to do where they just mastered every component of how they want to you know have their character reflected to the audience and yeah you combine that with a very impressive wrestling on top of that yeah it I believe that she's going to have a, a nice little title run beginning here very soon. I could not agree more. I think she's been incredible. She had the Thunder Rosa match. Um, and the other thing that's crazy that I don't know if you know this. Did you know she's a legitimate dentist in real life? No, I had no idea. I yeah. always just assumed it was in the vein of like Doctor of Pain or Doctor Death. Or <laughs> I, Dr. Isaac Yankum. But no, <laughs> she's a legitimate dentist, which makes it even more impressive that you're like, that young that physically impressive and you managed to get a legitimate medical degree so yeah no Britt baker just everything's coming up dr Britt baker so no, i think that's a great pick okay so number two for me and i brought it up uh, a couple episodes back but i can't not bring it up is heels in leather hats so I initially said that Matt Jackson had gone full heel because he was wearing the backwards leather like Kangle. Now we've got Doc Gallows wearing a leather fedora. <laughs> we got um, 
uh, the other good brother, he's rocking like the Kangol. Matt Jackson is wearing like the leather like headband thing. So I'm all in because like these leather hats are like these guys are all healing it up like nobody's business. And I feel like someone internally must have acknowledged that like they just needed to keep upping the ante because I brought it up to you and it felt like, you know, the whole thing you like get a red car and all you see is red cars. I bring up heels and leather hats and then (laughs) it's just everywhere I look is a heel and a leather hat. So I'm really happy about that because that that faction is doing some some great heel work, but they're they're just doing it from the wardrobe and taking it from there. I love how much they're leaning into it too. They're having such a good time and it's so funny to just see because they really, you know, the joy of wrestling is knowing that it's, it's grown men and women doing essentially, you know, what you did as children <laughs> living a child's life as a profession. And uh, yeah, they, they just are having the best time just playing up the heel angle, which is always good. Yeah, heel heel bucks have been so much fun. I even love that when they do their like in ring and they haven't changed it too, which is great when you've got like the bright streamers shooting over them as heels, but they do the flex, but they're wearing like their stupid jackets. So you can't <laughs> even actually see any like muscle. It's just like they lift their arms and jackets and streamers shoot out. It's just, it's all so great. <laughs> I have one that is, has entered the realm of, a wrestler that I love to hate. Like I good. absolutely love hating on this wrestler and that's a QT Marshall. Oh man. He, yeah. Like he's so talented, but just something like about his charisma level is just like comical to me <laughs> about like it. Maybe it's the bowling shirts. Maybe it's like the thinning hair, which it's professional wrestling. They wrestle in speedos. We can mock their appearance slightly. percent, oh, And you know like i said again amazing in-ring ability but it's just something about him and his faction it reminds me of like when you have friends who went to like a smaller foot smaller school and you talk about like collegiate sports with them and like the best athlete to come out of their school was like a left guard and that's like the only one they can talk about with a sense of pride like that's what i feel like with qt marshall and his stable right now it's like he's like this super impressive like yeah talent but at the same time it's like you don't really have a great team around you like i guess a go-go is like has his little knockout punch but it's it's once he gets exposed by a real match that's going to go away real quick so no you you really hit the nail on the head because it's like you, you break it down it's like he's the front man and it's like well you're not you're not the best looking dude and you're 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 not you're fine on the promo but you're not the best and it's like well and who's who's your bruiser and it's like it's it's this big hairy dude like it's like <laughs> i mean he, he is intimidating but like he, you know he's it's not it's not like wardlow or you know jack hager or anything and it's like okay well what's your you know you got that ringer he's got the accent like what's his big finisher like punches you in the stomach (laughs) (laughs) it's just kind of like you know when you spun off from you know the nightmare factory what are you we're just the factory it's like (sighs) i'm just getting like a diet caffeine free vibe off you man like you're you know you're not quite there perfect perfect summary of qt marshall and yet for whatever reason i just am so excited whenever i see he's in ring action no that's that's an awesome one and i mean yeah it was part part of my amazing favorite trend of just everyone betraying cody rhodes (laughs) 
Okay, and then my my third one, and this is it, it's doesn't quite have the peak of the leather hats, but just being really intrigued by what the hell is going on with the whole Darby Allen Sting murder hawk monster, and then Jake Roberts kind of just walking out after the fact, <laughs> but. It's like Darby has almost been going a little heelish to kind of grind out some of these wins. Like, especially like when he beat Jungle Boy, there was kind of like some like eye gouging and stuff in there. And now we've got, you know, Scorpio Sky is running in, but the Murder Hawks protecting him. And it seems like that's all going to explode. So I'm really, it, it's the continued like long term storytelling that I really appreciate with them because. It would have been really easy for when Sting was like, no, I think you're a main eventer for the next episode to be like, and Sting's two protégés go head to head. And it's like, wait, protégés? <laughs> he just, he offered him a compliment last week. That's all. So I really feel like that's that's slowly building to something that should be really interesting. Um, kind of see where Sting lands, see how they develop Darby more. And then I think the natural match between the two of them, you know, it, it plays to both their strength that, you know, Darby's, you know, so great as the underdog. But if he's kind of going down the like, I, you know, I think it would almost be like the obsession, you know, like a golem in the ring, like he just will do anything to hold on to this TNT title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, that's a that's a storyline that I'm really I'm really excited to kind of see where they go with it because they're taking their time. And yeah, I mean, that, that guy, he's got he's got superstar written all over him. I mean, he's got the look he's got. Yeah, he's got it all. So I, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um... I guess we got to keep it AEW. Um, my third one is actually one that was on the my lower end, actually, the last time we sat down and recorded, and that's uh, Orange Cast, where now all of a sudden he's embroiled in a title match against Kenny Omega. Yeah. And I love the way that they just kind of introduced that of saying, like, we keep track of wins and losses, and you've been on an impressive win streak. And, you know, he, he had his recent match where he did his whole routine with the hands in the pockets, which is always damn impressive. It, it really is. That. Like, it's one of those things when you talk about, like, you're watching a basketball game and you see someone hit a shot and it's like, God, that looks so smooth. It's like, how can you be doing something that physically demanding and make it look like it's so nonchalant? Yeah, and and I think that actually I'm I'm glad you bring up basketball because that's a perfect comparison in a lot of ways where it, it really gets has a sense where it's like the playoffs, which are right on the horizon with basketball, where it's like it's why is Kenny Omega like going to feuding with this Orange Cassie out of nowhere? And it's like, oh, because his win-loss suggests that he has to. They may not have a built-in rivalry, but that's sports, a compet- competitive sports. It's that's how it works. It's you know, there's you earn the right to challenge for this or you go head to head and develop the rivalry that way versus actually, you know, just basing it off of what's going to get the biggest pop, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's something that I, I always, and they've finally been leaning into it, but I'm glad they kind of took some of the time is that they do kind of have the rankings and the win and loss. And it's a really good natural way to be able to work some variety in because it's like, okay, Omega Moxley is clearly not done yet. But instead of just having to have kind of the weird like storyline right off where, you know, oh, Moxley got sent to jail by Omega because he got set up and he's going to (laughs) be, you know, embroiled in that for a month. So now we're going to, you know, have the random guy that runs down to the ring and arbitrarily beats someone up and now they're in the title picture. It is just a natural way to be like, hey, and by the way, you know, 
this person or yeah you know you brought up Britt baker that you know they're like well these people are ahead of you so she was like oh okay you know hey ty conti she lost so put her below me and it's just a really natural way to kind of freshen up your title scene so i think that that is a really good example that yeah it is kind of like why are they wrestling because they're the two best right now according to what i'm seeing so and i think that's also a great way to maybe do some of you know you could do a really unexpected move with a title that way that I, it could be that holy shit like you know how orange cassidy i don't think he's gonna beat omega but I could definitely see it with some of the women's and the TNT stuff that you just want to do a random title swap, you know, do it. Yeah. And well, I was going to say too, like, I think it was a perfect timing in terms of, uh, because I feel like hangman was teased to be that where it was like, here's this guy that was opening every show by just like pretty much wiping everyone out and, you know, pretty much undefeated, I believe up until very recently. Oh yeah. And I, I, I a hundred percent, uh, you know, not this most recent one, but when he lost to Brian Cage, I thought for sure it was like, oh, this is the classic babyface beatdown. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you're going to, you know, buckshot Lariat out of nowhere and Cage is down and, you know, you continue on the long walk to taking the title off Kenny. Yeah, so, but I love the way that they kind of just brought this about and kind of remind everyone of the uh, the win-loss record just because it does show you how like sometimes just in-ring talent can be more important than the actual storyline to it you know having darby wrestle jungle boy oh um, man that was so good yeah and it, it it was totally unexpected because it really was like i think we had again previously been even commenting on it. it's like i'm getting kind of sick of seeing darby just get beat up and then you know cough and drop people to get out of it it's like oh now he has to face a high flyer well interesting yeah man jungle boy he, he's an honorable mention for sure that that guy's got all the skills and yeah i'm just excited to keep watching him that's that's a fun uh that's a fun wrestler i was gonna say real quick is, would that be your honorable mention then i think i think it has to be just because that match was so much what i'd kind of been like looking for mm-hmm. and then when i saw him do it he's so quick and i think his offense works in a way that I could believe him, especially in AEW where you don't quite have to do the like Rey Mysterio versus Big Show level. Holy shit, this guy's huge. Holy shit, this guy's small. Yeah. That like yeah. Jungle Boy is definitely small, but you know, if you saw him going up against like, you know, a Brian Cage or something, it would be, you'd see him getting beat up. But then, it, you know, the way that a lot of his stuff is momentum and speed based, I could see him doing it. So yeah, I think, I think I'll toss it to, to Jungle Boy this week because I'm, I'm just, especially I think them giving him that singles match, it's always yeah. kind of intriguing when you got a, te- you know, a tag team wrestler that gets a little, little spotlight like that. Yeah, no, it, all excellent points. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm going to go outside AEW for my last one. I'll, I'll say almost just because I finally got to see him in action. Finally got to see him in general after you yeah. told me about his WrestleMania appearance and Damn, is he imposing and damn, does he move very fluid for a, a man of that size? So, um, yeah, it's he's he's kind of next level giant because, you know, I think it kind of felt like, you know, Big Show was about the, the peak of that. And then, you know, you had some of the, the uh, unfortunate, you know, great Kali thrown in there. So, yeah, it's well, and, <laughs> and they're, they're taking the time with him. And that's yeah. the exciting thing is that I think they want, you know, you let him work with AJ and, just you know kind of grow in the ring and see what he does and yeah i think i think he could have a very uh very interesting career down the road 
Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I think the combination of all of that and then the fact, too, that it's allowing AJ to have this kind of career renaissance of really just kind of leaning heavily into just being this obnoxious heel character. I mean, we've said it before, but it's literally Shawn Michaels and Diesel from back in the day. And but seeing AJ Styles like actually really be able to really uh, lean into that heavily after being such a charisma vacuum for so much of his career um, has been just a treat. And I can't wait to see how much they keep pushing the ante. And, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, you have this seven foot four individual that he can do some high flying maneuvers off of the back of. Oh yeah. The phenomenal forearm off of almost is just so cool in so many ways. Yeah. So I I see a lot of potential there. I, I really actually truly hope they have a long, title reign together so with that all being said thank you so much for listening you take care